speaking about cans, we've both got cans on. We haven't got monster cans on. Are you ready to go? So this could be a monster. Let's hit it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff here. Another episode of the Beer Engine Podcast. Oh, no, it's spooky. No, it's not. It's June. <laughs> uh, not taping this for Halloween. It's fine. I'm joined, as usual, by my uh, my weekly guest. Uh, today, he's coming to you from um, a, uh, a, a brothel in uh, somewhere in Colorado. It's Lauren Boebert's Pimp. Tony, Tony, way to way to collect on the last few years. Look, uh, I want to clear you, something you get up out of that with this fake fucking news that you're pushing. Mm-hmm. Not in a brothel, independent escort, buddy. That's what I was. All right, so you ship. <laughs> Do you so, think she had the cards? Did you have the cards, like the you know the slappers, the slapper oh, cards? The, Remember those? The old school Vegas porn slappers. Do I think mm-hmm. she had cards? Yes, I think her number was on one of those cards. Do I think her photograph was on one of those cards? Absolutely not. That was some okay. other model that was far more attractive because we're talking... It's always the case, yeah. Yeah. When I was managing Miss Bobert, she hadn't gone through the Ted School glow-up, the Ted Cruz glow-up, so... <laughs> She yeah. was a little rough what, around what the edges. Happens, what happens there? They do they tender they tenderize your face. I think if I based on looking at Ted, I, I'm guessing they kind of turn your face into some kind of omelet. Well, is my understanding. You are absolutely right. <clears throat> you look at the Ted Cruz makeover. What is the Ted Cruz makeover? You grow scrambled a beard. eggs. No, you oh. grow a beard and you do oh, it okay. fairly shittily. What do you do to glow up, Lauren Bobert? You put glasses on her. No. With the female equivalent, <laughs> you put glasses on her. Oh, uh, sure. Head beard. Uh, no, eye beard. Gotcha. <clears throat> and Tony, you have both. That's interesting. This is true. I, I am your... Um, now, she's... Yeah. Getting some going, kick-ass leg. I was just going to say, by that logic, I am the archetypal or prototypical Republican. Yeah, that's right. Beard, glasses. He's you're you looking regularly damn educated over here. Um, yeah, so I don't know, Tony. We were talking about this before the show. Excuse me, Tony. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I believe. I don't know if I believe this this particular iteration of a of a crazy story. Um, I don't. There's there's something fishy about this one. But that said, it is a very funny. It's a very funny concept to think about is this lady being an escort and hanging out with Ted Cruz. At what what was the event? I can't recall what the thing was. I I can't recall what the thing was either. But did you, when you heard Madison Cawthorn speak about orgies, think that that was true? Probably not. You just thought it was Cawthorn um, spewing his mouth. Turns out it's correct because there's a reason why he's out of the fucking party at, at this point. Well, essentially, now, his way out the door. The thing, the thing of what he was saying, at least there was some kind of corroborating evidence of like the the guy talking, um, 
which I know you can fake. I know that that's not perfect. That's easily fakeable. But this one, this one just had the weird. There was the thing where it's like a guy, I got a text message from a guy or whatever, and you're like, eh, you know, that sort of has the Homer Simpson. What's that when he was running the web, Mr. X, the website, Mr. X, Mr. X, like, yep. <laughs> Nailing I also heard it from Jimbo. We have confirmation, <laughs> you know, that guy. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I quite get that one, but, um, do I think it's a possibility? Would I rule it out? No, I would say it's like a, you know, it's like a 35, 40%, you know, maybe if we're lucky chance that this is any of this is true. And, Will it matter? No, it really it'll have absolutely no impact on any electoral politics whatsoever. <laughs> but is it a fun distraction? And I say yeah, yes. I mean, it's funny. I mean, yeah. Any of this stuff's funny to me. I mean, I know we were in uh, we were in at least as troubled times then. But the Hunter Biden stuff was funny to me. The Cawthorn stuff was funny to me. Any Donald J. Trump Jr. whatever story is funny to me. The, the Kim Guilfoyle, everything with her is funny. <laughs> um, all these people are funny. They're all fucked up. Um, they have really have they both they they both both they can't positively or negatively impact anything in any way, <laughs> no matter what they do, unless unless they caught one of them. Like I'm not sure what I mean. I think it's the what Trump thing. I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what somebody could do that would impact anything meaningfully. Like it's this thing. What's the Trump thing where he said he could punch someone on the face and it wouldn't matter. No, uh, he could kill street. somebody in, in Times Square. Yeah, right. But, yeah. I don't think it would matter. Yeah. No, but this isn't something unique to Trump. You look at um, what's his name Ford in, in Toronto for fuck's sake. If you're popular enough, oh, yeah, right, you can yeah. basically do right. whatever you want. Um, right. Right. And, and sometimes you're popular because you're a good elected official. Sometimes you're one of the world's best grifters slash mob bosses. And that worked for Trump. So, hey. Yep. Grifters got a grift. I mean, that's the crypto thing, too. It, it's like people get so, and, and this is maybe that maybe it's a disease of the world, too, where people get so bought in. They get so far deep into anything now. And maybe that's a, the combo of like fandom culture and political culture has merged with that and financial culture has merged with that. And you get so deep in it. Fuck. I have so many, uh, I have so many, uh, Marvel Funko pops. <laughs> if Spider-Man rapes someone, I am fucked. You know what? You just have to keep going at it. Right. Yep. It's a Harry Potter thing too. People will just never give up liking Harry Potter. No matter this broad could say anything. They'll be like, yeah, but Harry Potter is so fucking awesome, guys. You know, whatever. You, just, you, can, you can do that because you get so far into the world, you know. Um, you, you, and crypto, too. Crypto, you, you, people are losing their whole fucking life to it. And they're yeah. like, you know what? It's coming back, though, baby. You know? All right. Good luck. Good luck. You know, and it's all this shit. It's now, crazy. When does the crypto bubble truly burst? And I'm not talking about what's going on right now where people are losing savings and whatever else, but there, there always seems to be another crypto train behind it. And it seems to be an, yep, yep, a, yep. a self-propelling um, engine of, of scamminess. And it hasn't, yep. that tipping point hasn't come where everybody finally acknowledges that it is a scam. When does that point come? It never will. It never will. I don't you, think it you ever think, will. I don't think so. You think I people think it's are that been dug pre- in? 
I think the world, this is one of, this is a cynical belief on some of this shit, but there are things like this in the world that no matter how stupid you think you can look at them and say they are and how the, and I don't think it'll ever become a primary piece of currency that we like use. We'll never, we're never going to, I would be shocked if we ever bought a pizza with, with crypto. I don't don't think that's ever going to happen. But as something that exists in the world uh, that people get obsessed over, I think it's been preordained that this will be around for the rest of our life. I don't think, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think this is going to be floating in the ether scamming people forever and it might have a thing where it disappears for maybe it goes under for like five years and people or the recession really bags it out right we have a recession this shit just like nobody has money to buy it and it sort of floats around the the horizon line for a few years but then in like five seven years What's going to happen? It's going to come back because people are going to bring it back as a fucking retro thing. Hey, remember crypto? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what you're saying? Back out again, you know. What you're saying is this is the trading cards of of the financial world, like like mm-hmm. basketball cards or baseball cards or F1 cards or whatever the fuck's a hot card at the moment. Yep. You know what? This is going to hover around forever. See, I actually think the financial market is that, and I I think. We may see a waning and it'll come back and it'll go away. But I think crypto, in that analogy, are actually the pogs. They're going to be the hottest <laughs> thing for a split second in the financial world, but they're going to go away and they're going to go they're away go forever. Away. Because I think I think people will realise what it is, which is a, um, it's a robotically controlled Ponzi scheme, pyramid scheme, Multi-team marketing when you get into NFTs. The only reason I believe otherwise is because it would require people giving up on Elon Musk, and uh, no matter how no matter how bad that guy is at almost everything, uh, they can't they just cannot quit that guy. So I think that I think that is uh, I think that's a big hurdle. So do you think my um non-buying into the Musk bullshit is actually blinding me to the fact that people just can't quit him. Because People, dude, you got to look at his fucking replies, dude. His replies are nothing but guys like, I love you, sir. You are so, you know, and, and anyone who replies like, this guy's a fucked up weirdo is like, yeah. Uh, did you ever try inventing something and changing the world? Yes. You know, that's just, that's all people do all day. That's all, that's it. Of course I've tried that. You know why it didn't succeed? Because my father didn't own a fucking diamond mine. Right, of course. Of course not. Of course all that's true. But that's not, people do not, they don't care and they don't know that and they never will find out. They're just like, uh, bro, you're a hater. You know, if you don't like crypto and if you don't like Tesla, you're a hater. You don't understand what how hard it is to change the world. You don't understand uh, how much, you know, somebody who has, David fucking Crosby posts this shit, dude. It's crazy, you know the the fucking singer, <laughs> Crosby, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. David Crosby is posting about how much he thinks Elon Musk is the future of the world and he's going to change the world. I'm like, bro, you need to stop doing this. It's it's so but it's so on. grim. It's so grim. What what age is David Cross now? How many tons of blow did 80, he do? Probably eighty years old. Yeah, and has probably done. Or three or four metric tons of coke. 
in his lifetime, not the well, arbiter a, of good decision-making. He's just one guy. But I, it's just an example of a guy that I have, like, in my um, peripheral vision that I'm like, what is David Crosby doing here? Like, I don't understand why David Crosby uh, cares about this. What is <laughs> what? Is, who cares, you know? And that's the that's the sickness of all this stuff, Tony. I, this is this is gonna make me like my head's gonna fucking explode <laughs> having to talk about this shit. I can't I can't handle. You, you thought the Lauren Bobert Bobert stuff doesn't really much make me mad. Is this stuff is so frustrating to me because there's no there's no end to it. It just feels like it goes on forever with no both no no climax in un, any way. Right? It's it's it just it just goes on forever just sort of simmering around like Tesla's will never become the primary car in the U S no, uh, there will never have some magic hyper bullet loop subway. Cause he can't do that. Crypto will never be the primary. It'll just, this stuff is just going to float around and annoy us for the next 60 years. It's going to be nuts. But will we get ah. to Mars? This is the question. Will we get to Mars? I Who cares? You know, that's, <laughs> that's one of those questions. That's like, it's like the question about the simulation, right? Like, what if we're all in a simulation? I'm like, well, what does that change? Then what? You know, I'm just walking around. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know what. I don't know what in my life like becomes reimagined if I learn that we're living in a big video game. I'm like, okay, well, I still don't really want to die because I don't know what happens after that. You know what I mean? I it's, and I still have all this shit around me to do, so it doesn't really doesn't really matter it's just and same with mars we go to mars i'm like cool somebody else went to mars all right well well that's great just two tv shows to recommend on those notes upload by greg daniels um really a fun look at if elon musk actually created that uh, sentient afterlife you're talking about or simulation Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it and of course for all mankind imagine if russia was competent at something Somebody, somebody wrote an article that I'm afraid to read. That's about like, um, how, how like, uh, the, the illusion of consciousness. And I'm like, I really don't want to think about that. That's not good. <laughs> but who do those articles appeal to? I'm, I'm just gonna, like, I think me, pro- me probably, but I think it goes too far for me to be like, not freaked out by it. I don't know if I could sleep. Yeah. Um, like, um, um, Jim Jeffries has a great bit during his gun control about we only know one thing that we actually exist. Everything else could be fucking made up. I'm probably not talking to you right now. I'm probably right, in a yeah, mental right. institution thinking I'm talking to somebody that looks like you. Mm. And, like, do you need to think about it more than that? That seems like somebody who has a PhD that has a PhD so they can earn money. Like, yeah. it, it serves no greater purpose. Yeah, it's the guy. It's the guy. Um, the guy who was on the Epstein plane, the K lines guy. What was that guy's name? Marvin Minsky, who was like, when you have a thought, it creates a string in your head. He thought there was like a physical line of like your 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 thoughts or your things you learned or whatever. And uh, alas, I don't believe they've been able to prove that one yet. But the guy did get to get on the Epstein Island and fuck a kid or something. So. Congrats. Oh man, we've turned into the Joe Rogan podcast. We're just asking questions, man. Yeah, I'm just answering questions, honestly. Uh, Tony, uh, we did have an election here. Election here, yay! That was cool. 
I, I only wanted to bring this up because it had one of my funniest electoral things. Well, we already have somebody claiming fraud, by the way. The guy who was a runner-up in the Republican governor primary, a, a fellow named Joey Gilbert, um, who complained that he's like, I won every county except Clark County. <laughs> That's and kind of know, important. <laughs> yeah, that one issue with Nevada, Tony, is that Clark County does happen to be the biggest county by mm, a couple of orders of magnitude. Um the second being Reno, whatever that is, Washoe County. And um, that one has about a quarter as many people as Clark. And then you're, you know, congrats on winning, like, whatever that one up in uh, uh, Humboldt or whatever that is up up north on the Oregon border of, of Nevada. Because that's, that, that got you 930 votes, Joey. That's not enough. Despite covering 10,000 square miles, about. So... My man, you've been traveling around some of the worst places on earth and it didn't get you nowhere. So I, I'd laugh my ass off at that because he was, he's like, uh, how can I win all these counties and not win the election? Like, bro, this is the biggest one by like a lot. You should have done more here. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It just proves that you, can, that you can pass the bar exam without understanding basic mathematical concepts. Yeah, I think he thought he was, he was doing the running, the president thing where he was running for like, Electoral votes. He got a couple from each county, He'd be in good shape. But uh, I think he missed he missed a big one. So that was pretty funny. Otherwise, it's pretty much all the normal people everything. So it really wasn't. Um, we we'll go back at it in November. Can't wait. Yeah, um, very exciting. Yeah, boy. Well, at I don't least like you're it, in a, Tony. It's not good. At least you're in a state where your vote counts because you're sort of you're purplish, bluish, rather than where you were in Chicago, which is. Blue through and through. Yeah, I'm at least going to have to vote. I mean, in the primary, you know, whatever. Yeah, primaries. Who I voted for. I voted for all my, you know, fucking progressive guys that got like 50 votes, which is ass, but whatever. Um, but uh, in the in the big one, I'm going to have to go out there and vote for some of these dickheads. So yep. whatever. That's fine. That's I'll life. do it. I'm 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 a I'm a sucker. I'm good. <laughs> um. All right, Tony. I think that's enough politics. Why don't we? Why don't we talk a little bit about your, your favorite sport, the NBA basketball? How, how's those final? You been watching? You enjoying I, it? I can't say I have been enjoying it. It's not. It's what often happens in NBA finals. I've watched these games, but I'm kind of hate watching them. It's yeah. like not a, a matchup that is like one for the ages. Yes, they're they're two. Like it's. It's okay, but it's not compelling viewing. It's not like somebody that I I truly hate watch. It's like I, I just hate Boston lose because I hate Boston fans more than I hate Warrior fans. Yeah, it's true. I don't like either of them really at all. It's really pretty miserable to watch both of them. Fucking Sully and Tech Bros like arguing with each other. My God, it's miserable. <laughs> That, um, that is the problem with all sport for eternity. You can't say this is a modern problem because you look back at the history no, of, it's not. Of, of baseball and it wasn't tech bros, but it was railway bros or it was oil bros. <laughs> right, right, bro. 
Right, the Rockefeller fellers yeah. are back, these fuckers. Yeah. And the Carnegies, too. Who wants to deal with these guys? Yeah. They so, parked their Model T in my spot where I plug in my car. I think I crossed over a couple of things there. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. But, yeah, it, it's the same douchebags, but it's like I don't really give a fuck about what you're doing. Give me some rando on YouTube who isn't a tech bro who can't, can't speak any better than you and I. Give some really right. shitty analogy. Analysis. That's what I'm up for. Fuck Stephen right. A. Smith. I, I mean, Fuck if I, Max if I'm gonna get a, if I'm gonna get a, a celebrity to break down the game. I, I think we missed. You know, we need OKC out there so we can get like fucking Sudeikis or uh, Paul Rudd <laughs> to tell us, uh, <laughs> yo, what's going on, Paul? He's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know, whatever. Um, or who else? Who else? Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle will give us a breakdown of the of the basketball. It's fine. But no, instead we get like the whatever. Who's the guy? Lacob is that the owner of the Joe Warriors, Lacob is is the uh, Warriors owner. Who owns the Celtics? Oh, it's it's actually a different tech bro. It's Wes Wes Grousebeck or whatever his name is, isn't it? Wiss Grousebeck. Wiss. I think it's Wiss. Okay. W Y S. I'm not fucking you. I think it's Wiss. Um, I honestly until about thirty games in. And because I don't watch the Celtics or care about him, was like, where's Brad Stevens? <laughs> I was looking for him. Like, Where the hell is that fucker? You know? And I, this is Ime Hidoka. And I'm like, oh, all right. I know that guy. Cool. Yeah. And that's, but, uh, yeah. see, that's the thing that drives me crazy. For years, we were told Brad Stevens, best coach in the NBA, out of timeouts, the best coach, bar none. And like, yeah. Yeah. he just retires, gets the ass. Well, well, he went. To, uh, he went to be the GM or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and he's been better than Danny Ainge. But uh, well, anybody would be better well, than that, Andy Vaxer. That's right. Hey, he's from Utah, though. What do you? What are you gonna get? You know, <laughs> at least have Utah. multiple marriages. That's all I'm asking for. Multiple brides, not multiple marriages. Multiple brides, Danny. <laughs> that's all I'm asking for. Speaking of Utah, Tony, I wanted to bring this up actually. Uh oh. Um. On Thursday, uh, we had we had some visitors in town this past week. Uh, shout out to our buddy Tom. Um, Tom from Utah was in town. Tom from Utah, that's right. And Tom and his lovely uh, uh, partner wanted to go see uh, Derek Huff because um, uh, she uh, uh, Tom's partner there. She is a big fan of the maybe the dance, well, some of the dancing, Dancing with the Stars, maybe. Kelly was all on board with this because she's liking she's liking some of that dance shows. Went and saw this feller. Uh, do you know who this guy is, Tony? I do not. I have just googled him, and I am none the wiser. He he does a lot of like staring off into space in his photographs. That's yeah, he's, he was sort of just a. Um, he was just he was a professional on a show here that we have. I don't know if you guys have this out there in Australia, but it's called Dancing with the Stars. Absolutely. Do you it, want to know what it's, it's called, called in like Australia? Come, Dancing come lately, or dancing lately, or dancing lately with friends, or oh, what is it? Dancing with the stars. It's called in it's Australia. Dancing with the stars. Okay. Yeah, but with don't an all Australian something different in Britain. I don't. Oh know yeah, but we're not Britain for fuck's sake. Well, we're I know, Australia. but you get some of the shit that you guys have come down with me. We don't. <laughs> Give me a break. You get some of their shit too. You have great British baking, Australia. Yes, we, we don't do. have that. You don't have America type of that. Yes, you do. Because Paul Hollywood. No, we don't. Paul Hollywood was having an affair with um, 
the the one oh, that was hosting right. it. <laughs> yeah, we had one season of we did have one season of it, and Jeff Fox Jeff Foxworthy was on it. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyways, we so one he was one of the professionals on that show. Too. Okay. He was one of the pro dancers on that show. And um, but, uh, and Kelly doesn't love that show, but she likes So You Think You Can Dance, which is like a um, kind of like a combo of like a, a, a mm, they have like numbers, but they are also like trying to crown like an American Idol type of dance, sort of a little bit. Okay. Um, it is good. That actually, that show writes some good stuff. I mean, I don't understand anything about dance, but I like some of the I like watching the numbers and stuff. Pretty good. Anyways, <laughs> so this show had. It was a Vegas show, so it was a 90-minute bang out. The only reason I want to bring it up is because it was so the, – the dancing was fine. Don't, if you're into that, that's fine. And for the price, it was, like, less than $50, so whatever. But the, the chatter and, like, the, it was the least sexy show I've ever been to in Las Vegas. I could not believe how much dancing and hot people were in this show. And I was like, this is so <laughs> not sexy. It's so weird. It was so weird. There was too much like chit chatter. Um, the the stuff they tried to do that was sexy was so like over the top ironic, and I realized why. And I, I believe when when they had everybody like, "Hey, where are you guys from?" You know, and like half the crowd raised their hands that they were from Utah. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I understand why this show exists. I just I just understand now why this show exists." It's this show is for people from Utah. The show was was for people from Utah. Yeah, I, I tell you what, this um, it is was amazing. This is Donnie and Marie, but for modern times. It is, yeah, and and actually, I would not 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 one shot in the world would I be surprised if Derek and Julianne Huff were uh, hosting a show at the Flamingo <laughs> in twenty five years. But, um, it's just it's just amazing and. I was like, it, it's also, it, it was much better quality than a cruise ship show, but you could tell they were like auditioning for, to be a cute cruise ship show where he's like, it's like inspired by this or something. I was like, yeah, this is just corny enough for a cruise ship, just like friendly enough. I mean, it's funny because like, oh man, everybody looks hot. These women, beautiful dancing, like young women, like dancing and stuff. You're like these broads are sexy, but you're just like, this is not sexy. <laughs> not, not sexy. Not good. Um, really strange. Really, really. I mean, again, all the dancing really good, but just one of the more bizarre, one of the more bizarre things I've ever seen in Vegas. Because it was just like, I don't know. I don't know why. Because they they even brought like a dad up and did like a sexy dance with him or something. And I'm like, you know, he can go down the street and pay like twenty dollars and this lady <laughs> take her titties out. I don't know who's embarrassed by that. I don't understand. Whatever. Utah. It's Utah. Utah. It's all you. Utah is the answer for all my questions, but that's fine. Um, all right, Tony, actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to talk too much about the bottle share until we get into beers of the week. Okay. So why don't we jump in? Why don't we jump into the discord? Oh, now you've messed me up. I didn't have the music ready no, to go. But- Fuck. It was popping right, off you, this uh- week. Buckle up your seatbelt uh, because we got a solid hour of Discord shit to <laughs> plug through here. Um, all right. Starting with our friend Nick Torque, who is now, you're going to have to tell me what this was, uh, Tony. Um, oh, he wasn't even at this thing. This was a thing that he took a video of or he got a video of. 
So yesterday was the annual Wit Wit Friday Brass Band contest in Nick Torque's UK Village. So he posted a little bit about this. That's kind of cool. Um, yep. I actually am familiar with the movie Brassed Off. I know that movie. Um, I've seen that movie, Brassed Off, with Ewan McGregor. Now, how, how um, accurate of the uh, brass band experience is it? Because you, of course, being sort of kissing cousins with a brass band, being in drumline. Yep. Um, my, my mom was actually a brass player, funny enough. I think that's probably why I saw this movie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's about right. Um from my memories of it, I, I probably haven't seen it since I was, what, 11. But um, this is about right. You know, the British brass bands, you know, there's there's some of these floating around. And there's a famous one floating around the Canada there, the Canadian brass. They're sort of a higher end classical brass band. But I think this is pretty, this was not a bad interp of it. Um, no, we we do have brass bands in Australia. Actually, my hometown of, of four and a half thousand people has a brass band. Funny name. The Mafra Brass Band, that's the name. Um, and they wear yellow suits, which is always fetching yellow suits with white hats. Tony, there was a brass band at Mickler, at the Mickler Beer Fest. They were playing more of like a, they were more of a beer, bra- like a fun brass band. They were playing polkas though. Oh. They were playing like pop, they were playing like pop music, uh, so- which is very funny. And they wore jumpsuits and they were called um, pol- the Pulse horns and pulse was spelled in the way they spell it's it's hot dogs that's what they it it was they were the hot hot dog horns so they had the hot dogs on their uh little jumpsuits they're pretty funny they were good yep now you of course posted some guess hit muff the beer engine podcast style Yes, muff. Yeah, Tony. I don't know if you fell into this at all. I got into this rabbit hole for like an entire day last week. Um, I don't know if you've seen this thing. It's the you, you essentially it produces art or pictures for you based on a prompt, um, and it'll shoot out like nine different pictures, sort of Google image style. And I put out I, the pic the the prompt I put in was the Beer Engine podcast pornography. And the first one I think is my favorite one, which is a uh, it's a it's a kind of a furry penis with headphones <laughs> interviewing a beer. I don't know what, why didn't we I make that Elvamart? <laughs> it is pretty. It is pretty strange. I don't know if I've ever seen anything. Quite, I don't know how, how well. I couldn't believe it did it that well. Um, a lot of other ones, like the people's faces are always like nightmare fuel, but yeah, um, some of the drawings are pretty good. I actually like the drawing on the left, on the bottom left. Um, I don't quite know what that's supposed to represent, but it's kind of an interesting drawing. But yeah, the top, the top left, number one, I think they sort of hit, yeah. the, hit like, the target like, on that. It was pretty good. Uh, Corey did find the strange donut stout, and guess what? In a little bit after, a little bit longer from now, I will be able to give you a review of the strange donut stout, um, which is the uh, it was a we were talking about donuts a couple weeks ago as a four hands beer made with donuts. And then Tony, your beloved Socceroos. I know you do not give a shit about the Socceroos or only at World Cup love- time. Only at World Cup, and that's and hey, it's already time. It was already time for them because they needed to beat. Peru in a game I watched and bet on, actually, Tony. Um, I bet on Australia to win in 90. 
Um, I liked I liked one of you or New Zealand to get through, so I actually bet on both of you. Um, yep. Just to because I kind of like one hedge, of them to get through. Because you love to hedge, right? And the problem was that actually neither of you want neither of them won in ninety minutes, <laughs> so that sort of fucked me. Uh, that said, Australia did win in penalties, and I we we got an absolute kick out of watching the uh, the the goal the goaltender uh, the goalkeeper Andrew Andrew Redmayne. A uh, big, uh, kind of a big chubby <laughs> ginger. Yep. Uh, balding ginger. Maybe not chubby, but maybe chubbier than your normal soccer player anyways. Um, and just dancing like a goofball, like waving his arms, uh, doing the, almost almost looked like he was doing like a stand-up worm at some point. Uh, he was very strange, um, but he did block uh, the, the sixth penalty from Peru to send him through. It was amazing. Um, and Tony, it wasn't you. You see a slick ginger, you see a ginger dancing back there with no hair. Uh, and, uh, you just assume it's, it's Tony. We got plenty of a video of you dancing. So <laughs> we've got one video of me dancing that is kind one, of infamous. We got the exact same amount as this. Actually, this guy has, apparently this guy has done this many times before he was doing it for, um, to win the title for, uh, Sydney, Sydney the, uh, FC, Austra- yeah. Australian, Australia, what is it, the Australian uh, um, League One or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, what do we call it? Oh, it used to be National Soccer League, but they they um, they um rebranded. Yeah, it's, it's, whatever it it's is. the he, third he or did fourth this in the football code penalty in Australia. Penalty kick final for that too, yeah. So um, pretty, pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Actually, I thought Australia played pretty well. Um, their their reward for winning this is a is a date in the first game in the group with uh, the defending champs. They're going to run up right against France, Perfect. right off the bat in their first group game. So good litmus test. With all, yeah, it will be. That's good. They did look. Good. I thought they played pretty well. They didn't. They didn't look. I mean, whatever. The U.S. played like dog shit yesterday, so maybe they'll house them. Who knows? <laughs> um, probably won't even get to. They won't. They won't even. Neither of them will make it out of the group stage. I don't think so. Uh, beer chat, boy, beer chat. Holy shit. Ah! Um, <laughs> look at all this. Uh, Cascade Dank. We gave him some, uh, uh Tony, you, Tony, you've gone, you've gone portrait mode again. I know. Just um, deal with it. All right. Uh, Cascade Dank. I just, just wanted everybody to know that. Uh, was in Kansas City. Uh, he hit a Boulevard, Rochester Brewing, and he was at Alma Mater. Uh, he loved Alma Mater. That's actually one I haven't been to. I've heard a bunch of great stuff from it, but I'm glad that Cascade liked it. Boulevard, I've been to a handful of times. The new Boulevard is very pretty. It is a fun experience. It's, it's huge. Um, so I'm glad, glad to hear that uh, our guy had a nice time. Nice job, Cascade. That's cool. Tony, you were drinking some beers this week. You had some... Uh, I'm sure you'll talk about these. You're drinking some Krumbacher pills. You had some. That was the nice beer that color. I couldn't think of in last week's show. That was my lager of the week. It'll be my lager of the week oh, this yeah. week because I, I got another pack of it for for twelve bucks. Four pack of that. Yeah, absolute bargain. It's a win. I had some Krumbacher. We've had that at uh, Silver Stamp before. It's great. Uh, you were drinking some Mountain Culture. I'm sure yep. you'll talk about this one. Uh, probably not. Maybe. Okay, what's that one? It has a nice looking uh, design on it, a little fun yeah, design. Yeah, a nice, nice hazy boy. Um, that's just the quality of beer that I've had this week. Basically, <coughs> any other week, that sucker would be beer of the week, but 
struggles to get in my top three. More tunes. It's a delicious uh, um, New England IPA. It, it's like straddles that line between a double and like a New England because it's, I think, 8.3%, which I would just consider it a New England style IPA at that point. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was delicious. But I've had some quality, quality beers. So doesn't make it this week. Good to know. All right, we had uh, PMAC. Uh, now I don't know any. I don't know what he's saying in this sentence. I I, okay. I thought anything with Big Don smoked meats on the can was appropriate for tonight's big game for my Don. So okay, what's going on here? Don's is a brand of small goods in Australia, of course, famous for the Savaloy. A Savaloy is just a small hot dog. I think you would call them like a a wiener or they're like a really short stubby. Chode of a hot dog, if that makes okay. sense. Okay, interesting. All right, yeah. Um, like a cocktail weenie. Cocktail weenie. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the chode of weenies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Don's uh-huh. make all kinds of small meats, ham, whatever else. And there was a old ad campaign in Australia, Don is good. That was their, their, their big thing. Well said, well said. Um, but he supports the Essendon Football Club who are known as the... The Dons, I got you. There you go. And their colours are? Um, Black and red? Yes, correct. They wear a black uniform with a red sash. We're big fans of the the sash in Australia. What cold IPA here? Australia getting into the cold IPA like that. Good to know. I've had a couple of them. Can't say I'm a huge fan of them. Maybe it's a hangover from, like, IPLs, but yeah, we gotta we gotta get you a couple that that um, that I really like. I've had a couple that have really stood out for me. So if if the hype still sticks around until you're back here in the states, we'll get you a couple. The Wayfinder one or the uh, actually I had a good one from Abel Baker here in Vegas that I like. So just tastes like a super West Coast to me. I'm getting like hyper West Coast flavor. Speaking about modern beers, Nick Talk was drinking some. Um, yeah, he really went old school stuff. here. He's drinking some <laughs> Caffrey's Irish Red. That's I, cool. Is that like a is that like a red ale or like or is that more like a Boddington's type ale? I'm thinking that might be more like that, like a I just like a wonder whether color. I don't know. Just with that head, I just wonder whether it's on nitro. I don't think it is, but it kind of looks like a Kilkenny like Irish Red, perhaps. It looks nitro to me. I mean, it looks like it's it poured nitro with that flat yeah. head and the cascading. I, I would guess that's nitro pour. Has Nick a widget Tom, in there, maybe. Fill us in. What is what? What is this beer? Is it sort of a nitro in in that sort of mold of mass market um, Irish export things, or is it or is it an English staple that just was misleading in the photo? Hmm. Interesting. Boy, Nick Nick Torque having just full on nostalgia week this week. He was drinking oh. UK's Black Chief. Dead parrot. Nice fluff on this one. It looks good. Um, he always has a Kronbacher when he's Kronbacher when he's back in Manchester. Good Lord. The Temple of Convenience quirky bar in Manchester. I would love to go to Manchester. Yep. That'd be cool. I would check that out. Um, oh, he's drinking. There is a Monty Python Holy Grail Golden Ale from Black Sheep. That's funny because we have a Holy Grail from 
schmaltz or somebody i don't know so we have the same type of idea here oh yeah dead parrot that's a that's a monty python bit too i get it that's funny okay and uh i just didn't 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 put that one together tony um we got grammar purist drinking some beer from vanessa house beer co i'm i'm actually not familiar with them tony let's look up let's look up these guys where are these guys from I don't know, but um, it's a style that I think you and I both enjoy. It's a Swartz beer dark lager. Well, that goes without saying when you say it's oh, a Swartz beer. Oklahoma City. This is uh, the awkward encounters of the festival kind. And, yeah, this is looking like a Schwartz beer. Delish. Very good. Nice one. Grammar purist. Uh, and then Corey. Corey told us in the other chat that he... Got the strange donut stout. He has tried the strange donut stout here. It says it's not quite on par with four hands, other Girl Scout cookie beers. Um, Rainbow Pony Dones, but it's a nice sweet stout. What does that mean? Oh, Rainbow Pony Donuts. I get it. So this has rainbow donuts um, in the beer. So that's kind of interesting. All right. That's a... That's that's a that's a mouthful. I feel like you got to chew that sucker to get through that. With all that's a heavy beans. beer right there. That's yeah. a big pour. Like if it wasn't that's heavy a, enough with donuts in it, the oatmeal will get you every time. We had Cascade Dank. He got back to the he got back to the uh, to the UK and got his ass to a beer festival. Stat, good call. Look at those. Uh, he was at the. The Barry St. Edmunds Beer and Cider Festival. Um, looks like they have a nice beer list. They have a whole row of like Firkins over here of yep. Cask Ale. That's cool. Um, looks like it's in the church. That's cool. Uh, looks like a nice time. Got Green King in the house. Yeah, dude. I would check this out. Um. Nice. Look at all that beer chat chatter. That was a good one. Um, nice job. Nice job, gang. Keep it coming. Uh, where else we got stuff floating around, Tony? Um, show chat, of course. Well, real quick, one one thing from in the kitchen. A couple things from in okay. the kitchen, actually. Uh, we got... Um, oh, we yeah. got... Do we talk about the Wendy's Frosty Chocolatey Cereal? That's we pretty funny. We did not. Because we recorded before that um, actually popped up in our Discord, so we haven't had a chance to speak about that. Wendy's Wendy's frosty chocolatey cereal. So, I mean, every I think everybody has Wendy's that listens to the show. Wendy's frosty is a you know dairy based thing. Is it dairy based? Um, it's delicious. I'm not sure whether it's dairy based. It is good. I, I think it is actually. Um, and then they have. Um, <laughs> Cunt waits for the cereal stouts made with this. Thanks, Tony. Um, I might have had a beverage at the uh, time. A Frosty is an all-time top five fast food item, Tony. Care to care to defend that? Well, I've, it's there's a nostalgia. It was the first thing I had to, when I came to America that is something that we don't get. It's not like a McDonald's thick shake. Is it? It's its own beast. Um, you guys don't have Wendy's? We do not have Wendy's. So Wendy's oh, wow. is a unique chain for me. It's not something that I see all the time. 
and I think everything else at Wendy's is like blah, but that yeah, it's pretty average. Yeah, but that that beverage, like on a hot Vegas day, is phenomenal. It doesn't last it long. It, it that icy cold dairy adjacent drink um, is is really really delicious. I love myself a frosty. You. Like, I'm talking chain fast food. I'm talking Hungry Jack's, Burger King, KFC, Arby's, those kind of chains. I'm not talking into your Portillo's or your Italian beefs or Capriati's. I'm not not putting it in that. I'm talking pure fast food. You're just saying this is up there with McDonald's or whatever. I get you. I I buy that. The only thing that has a chance of going in the top five and it doesn't get there is a non-regular item from McDonald's. Did you want to take yeah. a guess at what that item is? McRib. Of course it's the McRib. You know me too well, but it doesn't make it. Yeah. Tony, this one's interesting. This is from Grammar Purist. Patrons at an Arizona restaurant are welcome to lick the walls while they dine. The Mission Restaurant is, uh, is gaining attention in Old Town Scottsdale after owners said guests could lick the walls while enjoying their food or drink as the walls are made of Himalayan rock salt. Representatives of the trendy dining spot said the head chef brought the rocks in to add to the overall ambiance and help customers with their tequila shots. Himalayan rock salt has natural sanitary properties, but the restaurant staff said they regular wipe them down. See, Uh, that's cool. Just because something has sanitary properties doesn't mean there isn't stuff that can sort of be a film on the outside of it that, like, is. Manages to survive yeah. for a short period of time. Yes, salt like, is a great. It's like saying that your water has been disinfected by UV rays or something. It's not really, <laughs> really not going to do it on its own. You know, you're going to need like something to filter the dirt out and the and the gross chunks. Uh, I think uh, I don't think I would do this, but I have had. Ha, have you ever had a dish served on a like a block of salt yep. or anything like that? That, that That's was pretty good. That was trendy. What? 20 odd years ago i'm not not taking it was, a shot, it was about, I, yeah. I think the last time i did it was probably at least a decade ago maybe more um but there was a good steak uh carpaccio beef carpaccio from a from david burke's prime house speaking of people who were good at cooking 20 or so years ago <laughs> um that was served on the salt Brick and it was good. I mean, it picked up the salt for sure. I mean, you couldn't, couldn't argue with that. Like it's fine, but it was a good gimmick. But yeah, it hasn't stuck around, and that's with good reason. Well, and you, now you can just lick the fucking wall. So who gives a shit? Don't park, that's don't that's put what it, I wanted to ask. Team, like yeah. I know people can, and I know I love myself some salt, but I don't like my salt by itself. Put it on a dish for fuck's sake! Like, how underseasoned is the food that you have to lick a wall like a like a cow? <laughs> Damn, this shit doesn't taste good. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not not good. Yeah, you're gonna need. I, if I'm going to your steakhouse, I need you to put. That's the only thing you have to do is go heavy with the salt and pepper. I really yep. don't want you to do almost anything else. Well. Other than get a good crust on the steak, like don't. Yeah, exactly, right. Don't steam get it in that the shit. broiler. Yep. Or get it on the pan or whatever, or whatever it is, and you know, just just get that going. Yeah, for sure. And after I have that big ass steak, I would then indulge in some. Because you posted 
in the show chat. Oh yeah. Daniel Rabbit yeah, Hole pastry, again. We found some we found some pictures of pastry bot. Thank oh. you to the uh the Dale bot. But yeah, we got some pictures of him here. He's looking good. This is not what I imagined pastry bot to look like. I imagined him much more sort of tin can like twig arms kind of thing going on. I don't think this is an accurate image search. Yeah, I, I think, think this might be pastry bot. Um, this is pastry bot's inventor. I think it's sort of a doctor. Doc, yeah. I think I should have put in, um, I think there's more of a doctor pastry bot, not so much the, the bot. Um, well, this is what happened when pa- pastry bot went mainstream. When, I got um, a much more accurate look of pastry bot when I put in cum bot. I put cum bot <laughs> in, and I got a much better looking version of pastry bot. If you're wondering, so post uh, that in the I'll Discord. Up later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I imagine this is kind of like the um, the Honda robot. This is the pastry bot equivalent of that when Honda's got their hands on it and have modernized it, made it look more human. Um, because pastry bot doesn't have a sex. You say he. I say them the them they it. Yeah. I don't think he's got a tallywhacker. Just saying. Yeah, I'll, I'll fuck it either way. I don't care. Um what? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I will post the gum cumbot picture. Uh Tony, all right, so you got a reply on something I guess you said last week, so uh, w Toods came back with his feelings about Spotted Cow. He says Spotted Cow. He thinks Spotted Cow is incredibly overrated. The beer is fine and worth three dollars a pint or a ten dollar pitcher at your shithole dive bar in East Troy, Wisconsin. But I'm not even sure it's a top five New Glarus beer. It's just name recognition for its exclusivity at a time when craft beer hadn't really taken off in the Upper Midwest. I would make it a point to buy some every uh, when I drove through Wisconsin. Now it's unnecessary because I have access to so many beers that are far and away better for it from it. Sorry, than it. And if I'm going to the New Glarus Brewery, there is no chance I'm choosing a Spotted Cow over their other offerings. Uh, I tend to agree with that, Tony. Just so you know my thoughts, but I also don't. I don't know if I agree. What I disagree with, besides everything he said, is that the idea that it's overrated. Yep. Um, I don't know if I agree that makes it overrated. I think that means that it's... It's rated correctly. Rated fine. I mean, I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, you know, the, being the best beer that you, can, that you can get at every fucking bar in Wisconsin, including the whole airport in Milwaukee, <laughs> is pretty good. Um, and it tastes good. It, it's a cream ale. You got to remember that. It's just a, it's a cream ale. Yeah. Um, and it tastes, uh, good as long as the line is clean, you know, you got to deal with that, but it's, uh, it's pretty bright, it's pretty enjoyable and it's got a nice, uh, bite to it. I think you make a good Um, point, um, a little further on when you were talking about that, it's kind of like in and out, like in and out is not some upmarket burger chain, but it is rated correctly to say it is in a handful of top fast food burger chains that always puts out a good fast food burger i think that is yeah a good analogy based on what you were saying like i don't think spotted cow will rock your world it still may be the best cream ale but at the end of the day it is a cream ale but yeah if i went to spotted cow if i were at spotted cow which i lord helping i will be in two months um 
I will not be, I, I get three tokens. They give you three tokens when you go into Spotted Cow. I will not be Spotted Cow, sorry, into New Glarus. I will not be using one on Spotted Cow. I will be getting two women logger, uh, maybe a moon man, uh, or maybe a raspberry tart, one of those two. And then if they have one of the um, other like seasonal things, I would probably probably hit hit that up like a uh they have the double ipa or something like that but um you know it's it's not spotted cow is going to be way 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 down on the list of things i would get at the at the brewery for sure now the thing is with the in and out burger by the way is i get i'm I've, i have heard i've read way too much shit this week of people saying in and out is overrated and i went oh, to in and out and it was solid of course yeah. i love it i think it's very good and I'm looking at the menu. I'm like, dude, this burger costs three dollars. Two dollars. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's two dollars eighty-five cents on the menu. You got to be fucking nuts, bro. I don't know what is up with people, but um, anyways, Corey posted. He, Corey got a picture. He he got his hands <laughs> on some photos of you and I, Tony. Um, and I think most of these are pretty right. Actually, the one flat. Dab in the middle. Yeah, obviously. Uh, if, we didn't, if we didn't have the dog, I think that would maybe not be insanely far off. Or the one on the bottom left where it both looks like we got head wounds, but <laughs> that really maybe not be bad either. Um, the one in the center is pretty scary. That's got sort of a saw yeah. thing about it. Yeah, of course, me um, on the um, right-hand side of that picture and you on the left. On the bottom center. No, no, middle, middle center. Middle. I'm, I'm talking. Oh, yeah, I'm the guy be, on the yeah right hand side with all the hair. Yeah, you'd be the guy. You'd be the yep. You'd be the guy with the full head of hair and the dog. Uh, I'm the guy on the left, bald and um, with no mouth. Is actually me. And then on the bottom left, it's me on the left with the huge head wound. Uh, and and then Tony is in the on the on. Sorry, me on the. Yeah, left hand side the way you're looking at it, with the big head wound on his head, on his forehead, and then Tony's the one with um sort of the crazy hair and the big collar on his shirt. Where where do you think? How did actually the top right is pretty good too, Tony? I think that's not far from us either. Like I, um, I think a good sixty percent of those photos were close enough to the mark that that it scares me that perhaps AI is actually becoming sentient and um, as a moth the wrong. dog why were there so many dogs in him maybe because it's griff maybe the phrase maybe griff griff's is a, the issue like because you you isn't that the firehouse dog or is that mcgruff griff that's mcgruff that's the mcgruff was the police dog i believe oh okay yeah there you go uh, Tony, our NBA bets are obviously dead. I'm going to stop yep. giving that, giving that any more run with Draymond falling out three of the games and so on and so forth. <laughs> now, um, a, a Brussels Griffin is one of the ugliest dogs I've ever seen. Um, and so mm. they're a breed of dog and that could have certainly skewed the results for, for Griff. Um, Brussels Griff. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Huh. Is a breed of toy dog um, named after their city of origin, Griffin. No, Brussels. Um, yeah, super ugly dog. Right. Well, well, Tony, I think that's enough AI for this week. Anyways, why don't we move into our loggers of the week? You're not going to do mail kick? 
Do we have anything in the mail? Yeah. Oh, shit. We're going to do the mail. All right. Well, what do we got here? Uh, well, okay. What do we get? It's up. God, it's so much. Okay, so Corey, uh, Corey posted, I hope this doesn't offend as I support everyone because I really don't care what you do in the spirit of pride month is there a brewery that gets it or are we looking at a bunch of marketing gimmicks to sell more beer to a specific demographic any good examples of a brewery that supports local pride activities out there i know locally urban chestnut appears to do good work with supporting not just pride but a lot of positive social causes so um tony i i threw out a couple that i suspect are in there but i wasn't you know i really don't know what's going on in the st louis area um, out here, um, I don't know if there's anyone that I would say is, uh, loudly supporting, I would say second, uh, sorry, silver stamp for sure is a, uh, supportive business, uh, that, that does real, real life, um, work, including things like hiring people of, uh, any gender or sexuality, uh, which is something you'll notice when you're there or age for that matter. Um, and, uh, other than that, you know, atomic, uh, it's pretty good at that. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, breweries, and eh. uh, breweries are pretty flat. I don't know. You got anybody, you got Australia doing it better. Well, um, I think PMAC actually pointed out one and that that stomping ground, they do a lot. I just think it's, um, an interesting question that, that you and I, discuss a lot um and this is not just around beer what businesses are actually doing real chains and what businesses or or people are just cashing in on a cause so hard to tell yeah and it is almost impossible but yeah by the same by the same token um if it if it brings awareness and and um, well, not even awareness. As long as it keeps the conversation going and, and it keeps your Ben Shabibops and um, Matt Walsh's... Ben Shabibopo. Yeah. Um, a little bit more silenced. I don't care what Levy used to do that, whether it's genuine or not. I cash in all you want on that holidays, but you shouldn't be held up to the brands that you were talking about that actually do... I I don't like using the f- phrase, but I'm going to because I can't think of anything else. Boots on the ground work, so that that's actual hey. real change where they're em- employing people that they're speaking about. They're supporting the the causes that they're speaking about. They're 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 actually doing change behind the scenes without a lot of glory. Um, yeah, just handing money out isn't really like a always the most. Um, it's, it's money, money solves some ills, but it, yep. not, a, not, not, not very well all the time either. So no. I think, uh, I think you actually have to get in practice to some degree too. And I think part of that comes from just like, and I know this is hard to do and you can't do it everywhere, but you kind of have to know the people who you're, who you're interacting with well, and that's hard to do. You know what I mean? That, that yeah. helps anyways. You, you, if you're going to talk community, you actually need to be involved with that community, yeah, right? Because yeah. um, we've had um, we we were the first football team um, in Aussie rules to embrace a pride game, um, and that actually went beyond just 
um, a rainbow jersey. That the sure. crowd was um, much more popular with the um, LGBTQI community. Um, there were a lot more people that you wouldn't regularly see at the football that were embraced. The, sure. the speakers were not just a gay footballer. They were a, a broad range of people that made up the football community. It wasn't just one person. So, um, yeah, it's it's um, it's hard to sort of sort what is pure commerce and what is real change. And yep. it's important to, to point out those. I think it's more important to point out those that do real change than than slag off those that that are just using yep. it to cash in because that's still at the end of the day still slightly valuable. I suspect Urban Chestnut is a good call by. Um by Corey, um, I, I would say Stomping Ground. I think Mars in Chicago is a good example of a brewery that is uh, almost, I mean, we've talked about Ed Mars before. They are insanely involved with the community um, in um, numerous ways, including putting out publications and radio station and beer and art shows and everything they do. Uh, and they make great beer because that gay IPA is a tasty hazy um and then we had uh, nick torque who had a very funny post the <laughs> people with the twister flag as their rainbow flag it was very funny uh the twister mat and then he actually found a clearance spirit for his choice liquor the Pridal vice midsummer ale from stomping ground i'm guessing that's a weiss beer of some kind or wheat beer of some kind but hey that's cool nice um Oh, it's the same. Is it the beer that? It's yeah. the beer that. Yeah, it's the beer that PMAC showed. Yeah, yeah, that's but funny. I just want to check the can on date on that that beer. Yeah, is that a year old or this year? Is that a- <laughs> but remember, we're in Southern Hemisphere. It's at least five months old. I'm guessing because it was probably canned. Yeah. What January? I forget. I think it's February that we have Midsummer um, mm. down at St Kilda. It's either February right. or January in Australia. So yeah. That that suck is there a few months old. You know what? That's a good. It's a good use of time though to talk about the mail keg because I can remind people if you have a question you'd like to post or a complaint, you can do it on Discord. Just join us there. Send us an email, beer engine, uh, beer engine show at gmail dot com uh, at beer engine pod on Instagram or, or donate a dollar to us on ko fi dot com slash beer engine podcast now tony you may move to the logger griff's logger of the week griff's logger of the week crumbacher first me first no me first oh he says crumbacher no him first crumbacher how was it um pillowy soft minerally goodness um twelve dollars a can not $12 a can, $12 a four-pack. Absolutely killer. Love it. What did you have, Griff? I'm sure you had something a little less mainstream, but probably just as delicious. A little bit, but really good. This is from a favorite lager maker of mine. Uh, this is from OEC Brewing uh, in Oxford, Connecticut. I've spoke of their beers here before. One of my favorites being the Cool Ship Lager, which I think is a mighty time over winner of the Lager of the Week Award presented by Coles. Um, this is called City of Sales, Tony. 
City of Sales is a pills hopped with New Zealand Taiheke hops. Uh, I think that's how you might say that. Taiheke, Taiheke. I don't know who spells shit weirder, the uh, the Kiwis or the Welsh. They both love it. Yeah, it's the Welsh, dude. The, <laughs> the Welsh are in a whole other universe, dude. It's a, that's a whole other, that's outer space. Um, this only has 154 check-ins, Tony. Wow. Um, it's very, very new. This is good. Both Kelly and I really love this. It was on draft over at the Silver Stamp. Nice, bright, bright hoppy, a uh, little bit tropical tasting pills. Uh, total fire. I don't know what else to say about it than that. I really enjoyed it. They had the Einbecker Brown pills, which we've talked about on the show before, and I think we've had other people involved uh, around the Discord post it. But um, I went, I went U.S. Uh, this past weekend. It was, it was well worth it. So that was a killer logger. Uh, Tony, why don't we, why don't we kick over to, uh, to our beers of the week? Let's do that. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit you with my beer. My beer. Actually, you know what? You go first, and I'll hit you with this beer bottle share story because I. I got. I'm gonna go for a minute. I think. Okay, I'm actually going to get you to to do two rounds of untrapped while we're here, because I had multiple outstanding beers this week, um, and I want you to sort of chime in Let's and get a little it. bit more understanding. My honourable mention goes to more tunes. That was my first honourable mention. My second honourable mention, which is actually closer to going in for beer of the week, is from Bacchus Brewing. It's their peanut brittle Imperial Gosa. Mm-hmm. So it comes in at 10%. Um, I'll read you the blurb. To celebrate the 10 years of the great Aussie Beer Spectacular, we've brewed our Gabs triple winner, um, Peanut Brittle Goose, um, at double ABV. Like its little brother, it has a heady aroma of sweet, buttery, toffee-roasted peanuts that follows through with the taste, into the taste, where the lactic saltiness of the, the Goza cuts through and balances the sweetness beautifully. There okay. are 151 check-ins of this beer. Comes in at 10%. It is a sour. Um, yeah. Four, 4.28. You son of a bitch. 4.30. I have to give All it to right. you. That All right. is my honourable mention. I actually... That got five out of five for me. All right. Okay. The other one was Bacchus's Barley Wine. They do a couple of variations of Barley Wine. This is specifically their English version. Um, I'll give you the blurb and the details in a minute. Um, We've brewed a classic style English Barley Wine, given it the bourbon barrel treatment. The Woodford Reserve cast have added another element of complexity adding sweet bourbon notes and layers of vanilla and oak. Drinking beautifully now, but should age, age well 
we've brewed a classic English-style barley wine. Uh, they put the blurb in twice. So, yeah, English-style barley wine on Woodford Reserve barrels. Doesn't tell me how long. 13.2% alcohol. Yeah, 34 check-ins. This is a relatively Ooh. new barley wine. I drank it fresh. Might have to order myself another can. Four, four point, four point two, four point four one. Way high. Yeah. You had you had your four and your one round the wrong way. Four point one four. I cannot give that to you. I thought it 30, was delicious. Thirty check-ins is a throw. Yeah. Is a is a toss-up. I tell you why I love this. It was like. Everything you want out of a non-adjunct barley wine as far as, like, yeah. that barrel, like, booziness. Like, you open up this can and you just get booze but but not heat. There was boozy heat, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't, like, fusel heat. It wasn't something that right. needed to settle down. It was, like, barley wine heat that you want out of a barley wine when it's you the drink best. it. Yeah. yeah, love it. Griff, what was your... Beer of the week, when you, and tell me this story that you've been you've been hiding Boy. from me. So this bottle share was something else, Tony. Went there on a Wednesday. We didn't get all fucked up or anything. Me and me and a few buddies are there, uh, and uh, before my friends like, hey, I got a bunch of meat. I'm like, all right, whatever, I don't care. And um, <laughs> so we get there, and the guy has two. I don't know. I don't know if they were like. 85 Wagyu, but they were like Wagyu strips, New York strips. And he's got a, or sorry, one Wagyu strip. And he has a Wagyu rib cap. And he has some Curaboda pork that was marinated in Arrogant Bastard. And uh, he has some like Huli Huli marinated chicken, which is like Hawaiian. Yep. And um, he just starts griddling all this up on the, on the big cast iron in the, uh, in the house. And he's, he, he reverse sears it, so he does the low cook in the oven and blasts it on the stove. So we're, we're sitting there sharing. First of all, we're sharing steak is the first part of this, which is awesome. <laughs> it was good. Not a vegetable will be seen in this fucking joint here. So we're just eating meat, meat chunks. Good for the colon, though. Yeah. Right. And then we started opening up beers. And there was just some nice stuff open. We didn't go nuts, but there were just some – there were some winners here. Um a couple of them for me. Yellow bus stop from the Lost Abbey, Tony. This was really good. You know them. Yeah, they're, they're uh, the this was sister a, brewery uh, to Pizza Port, aren't they? Uh, port Brewing, no different. Oh, yeah. um, this is sort of the sour, uh, uh, um, you know, brother sister to uh, to Port, and this is a French oak fodor aged with peaches. That was killer. Yep, that sounds um, delicious. That Mother was an A-plus beer right there. Haven't had a, a mention of a fooder in a while. Love a fooder mention. I had a weird pastry stout that I actually liked, Tony. This was one. Uh, it was the Southern Grist beer they did for Tavor. Tony, ch- check out this adjunct list and everything okay. that happened with this beer. Blend of three different batches of stout. One aged in rum barrels for 23 months. One aged in rum barrels for 15 months and one aged in rye whiskey barrels for 14 months, then conditioned on wild Thai banana, peanut butter, graham crackers, marshmallows, Tahitian vanilla beans, cacao nibs, and cinnamon. <laughs> and it, it was good. And it, it didn't was, come it through a, as a muddy mess? That would be my question yeah. when you have that many ingredients. It was pretty, 
pretty banana coconut heavy, I would say. Um, but the but it was good. Uh, it was good for a two ounce sip, though. You don't want to be going harder than that. But my favorite, Tony, my two, okay, I have two favorites. Those are both honorable mentions. We're going to go second place. My second place is the Collective Comprehension from Bottle Logic. This was a bourbon barrel aged coconut and almond barley wine. It was fire, dude. That sounds pretty killer. Yeah, it was stupid. And my number one favorite was Longst. This is a side project. This is no adjuncts whatsoever. This is a barrel-aged Adam beer, a historic strong multi German ale. We talked about this last week. Um, this was the one I brought, my favorite of the day. Seven different German malts fermented with a fruity yeast strain, aged for 18 months in six-year-old Buffalo Trace barrels. So This we, was dope. Shit, it lived, dude, up this to the, the lived up to the height that we, yeah, when we that were talking about time. it. That was the winner, yeah. It tasted like a bunch of adjuncts without having anything in it. You're like, oh, this is vanilla, coconut, toffee. I mean, it's fire. So uh, that was the winner, but it was some fun stuff. There was a there was a pistachio stout in there that I was kind of like half interested in, but I didn't go nuts over. Um, and there was a couple other things tossed in, but those are those are my faves. It was fun, and we ate meat. So one of the stranger bottle shares I've been to, but overall a good time. Uh eating slices of meat <laughs> and drinking sugar stout. So not bad, Tony. All right. Why don't we move into hyper beer nerd dork shit news? Let's do that. Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Tony, a brewery collapsed the other day. And you don't mean in the modern time sense where it like collapsed no. because of lack of funding? Uh, more in the traditional sense here, uh, it's Astoria. Tony, do you know where Astoria is? Um, it's a theater in, the in uh, top. St. Kilda. It's in the tippy-top cor- <laughs> tippy corner of Oregon there. Uh, very pretty up there. Uh, it is one of Astoria's most beloved breweries and a top tourist destination. Bowie Beer has partially collapsed. And there are pictures of it. I'm not sure if they're on this. Yeah, they are on that article. They've article, taken it, but it has uh, it did collapse into the fucking water, um, which is too bad because if you look at the picture of the brewery, it's very pretty, nice looking place here. I, I you know I've never had any of these guys' beers, but it was kind of crazy to see it just like sink into the fucking ocean or whatever. <laughs> um, kind of wild. Um, this is going to be a, this is this is going to be a sad part of global warming, isn't it? As all of our favorite things are going to co- collapse into the I'm ocean. Huh? I'm sorry, this has got nothing to do with global warming. This is a um, a statement more on the, um, the building regulations within America more than it is on global warming. <laughs> the folly, the folly of man, uh, I think, is uh, what Tony would call it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I wish I knew more about this brewery, but hopefully they uh, come back. I would love to go to Astoria, Tony. That's mostly why I put this on here because um, Fort George is in Astoria and they have really good beer. And uh, I would go to this place too if they ever reopen and aren't in floating in the water. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be, <laughs> I, I find it interesting the fact that they haven't re- re- replied to the press. I just wonder whether there's some backroom shenanigans going on, whether they did something wrong or or they're pursuing legal no. action with somebody. It's just like... Somebody was just, somebody was cutting it down like a Bugs Bunny type thing. 
I don't know what it is, but surely you would, if you were insured, you would say, yes, it's a sad day, but we plan to reopen or... We're going to rebuild, right? Yeah. Or if if that wasn't the case, you would say, oh, we're fucked. Start this GoFundMe, help us out. There may be some legal reasons why it couldn't be, why it had to be insured, but yeah. Shenanigans. Good point. Shenanigans. Speaking of delicious, oh shit, come back computer. Oh no. It crashed my computer as well, but this is um, the last day will be Sunday the 26th of June for an iconic brewery. Sorry, Hair, yeah, Hair of the Dog is, is headed out of here on the 26th, which is sad. Oh, no. But we knew it was we knew it was coming to an end. Yep. But um, it's it's officially coming to an end. So rip, rip in peace to Hair of the Dog, a uh, truly legendary... Um, all time, flavor. I mean, their their barrel aged shit was was essentially second to almost none, um, and they really changed the game, game there. So this is it. That guy's retiring. He didn't want to sell it to anybody. Like we said in the last time, that as much as anything else, he made himself a nice living and said, "That's I'm good." Yep. So, pulled up stumps. Implored who, that. Who who can argue with that? You would say, you know. Um. And then finally, Tony, as I try to hunt down my document as a Google Chrome. Well, well, you're uh, trying to search. Very good for me. I'll um, I'll do the Alex Jones thing, and I'll just read the headline, and I'll just make something up about it. Lager oh, Angus. It. No, I have it. Don't worry. Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, Lagos is slated to reopen the tap room um, in the west side of Chicago. Don't know whether that's their only tap room, but uh, it closed at the start of the pandemic, and late 2022 it will be reopening. So you can have um, a little bit of something, something, or some brown sugar, or just the mm-hmm. old-fashioned Lagunitas IPA. They're pretty delicious yeah, beer for a, a beer, big beer company. Tony, they're, uh, they are reopening their tap room that's over there on the west side in Douglas Park. Uh, I didn't realize they had been closed this whole time, honestly. I had no idea. <laughs> um, but it's uh, I've been there. It's not their only tap room. They have one in Sonoma County in their original home, and they have probably a couple others floating around. But um, this one was pretty cool. It, it was in their giant brewery that's built on an old soundstage. It's huge. <laughs> um, and the brewery is built, like, essentially above the the. Or sorry, the tap room is built like into the top of the brewery, like on catwalks. Yep. Um, so you can walk out there. It's kind of cool. Um, it was always a nice place to go if you were trying to hunt down some high westified or some willetized or whatever, some of their barrel aged stuff, which was cool. So I guess I'm glad that they'll be back. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, Just um, we've often spoken on this podcast about beer adjacent beverages and Celsi being king on this show. But Lagunitas have released a hard tea. Have you been yeah, able to get right. hold of the hard tea? And what are your thoughts not, on the hard tea industry? I haven't been able to get haven't able to get hands on the hard tea. I would try the hard tea, the disorderly tea house. Um I would give the hard tea a spin. Uh, I'm not anti uh, what do I think of hard tea? Well, we all know the most popular hard tea, right? Twisted tea. Um, yep. In America, anyway. I'm not opposed to the idea of putting alcohol in tea. 
Um, I watched Cascade Danks losing his fucking mind. He's not actually <laughs> British. Uh, Nick Tork maybe is losing his mind. I don't know. Um, uh, are we, you know, I, I, I guess I wouldn't just like spill some vodka into my plain iced tea though, either. So I don't know. There's not much, there's not much, uh, is there much history behind having alcohol in your tea? I don't know. But when we're talking about these like teas, how much tea is in a hard tea? Like they vaguely smell of like tea. They're not like something that I would think, oh, that. I can tell that's an Earl Grey or an English or an Irish breakfast or a this. Yeah, so this has Guayusa tea, which is I'm not really sure what the origins of that are. Um, the alcohol on this is five percent. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're not. I mean, who, you're not just dropping some what vodka into your into your. Uh, into your English breakfast tea there, you know. Are you not? Right? Because I'm seeing um, one of the Dan Murphy's brand um, gets reviews on the Dan Murphy's site for whatever that is, and it's tea of, tea of plenty, and their, their sort of idea is basically vodka in iced tea. That, that's right. kind I mean, of we, Here's the thing. Twisted tea and this stuff are the only hard tea – and and like hard kombucha, which I know is tea in a way, but it's yeah, a whole other thing. It's, it's a whole other thing. You're right. So I don't. So that's really all we have. the uh, The closest thing we have in the U.S. is what we typically call a John Daly. Um, are you familiar with a John Daly? It's a big white dude who loves a lot of cocaine and drives a ball fairly well. That's right. But it's also a drink that you could make with, there is a tea vodka made by a company whose name I can't pull from the ether right now. Um, and that, yeah, they make an, they make a tea flavor, iced tea flavored vodka and you pour a shot of that, top it up with some lemonade there. Um, and that's really the closest to hard tea besides twisted tea, obviously, that I can manifest. Um, See, we've got a lot of alcoholic teas in Australia. I'm just on Dan Murphy's website, and Dan Murphy's are not like your ultimate purveyor of all things craft. And there's a few different brands. Brands, there's the, the Plenty brand, Brookvale Union, who are a big maker of things like ginger beers, and I think they've moved in the to the salsa market. But yeah, it's it's it seems to be more popular here than it is in the states. Are you guys doing, um, I mean, I know, again, I'm not pretending that you guys are British in any way. You, I know that the British were involved in a way in the founding of the nation for sure. Yes. But, um, you're not doing a, you're not, you're a coffee country. You're not doing a tea time there. No, we don't do the afternoon tea thing. A lot of people have tea for breakfast. I'm a coffee guy through and through, but yeah, a lot of people will have it for breakfast, but, but like to sit down and have an a cup of tea in the afternoon is right. that, that's not a thing in the Australian workplace or, or home. It's just, do not, you like not to, not to go on this tangent. Do you like the little sandwiches and like the tea foods and stuff? Not really. They, they're kind of a hangover from the worst of British cuisine. I actually think British cuisine gets a bad rap because of post yeah. um, world war one slash world war two. There was sort mm-hmm. of that, 60 or 80 year 
real shortage of quality food. But if you look back through um, British history, they have a good food culture and they've rebounded rebounded in the past 20 years to they've good they've have some some of the best restaurants in the world yeah Yeah. um Um, so i I think they get a bad rap from a food point of view but i think that ceremonial like tea thing is just yeah it's it's not sandwiches yeah i will say we we got we got to um the british airways lounge around tea time there in uh, london when we had to stop over Yep. And they had the sandwiches out, and I got myself a coronation chicken, uh, which I like. It's got the curry taste. And uh, But I did, though, even though I like tea, but I don't love it. I just bypass the whole thing because you can just get champagne. So I'll just knock down some of that shit. I just drink some Moe Shambin, and uh, I'm good. Now, I'll, um, I'll put a link in the um, doc, so... I want you to check that out and see if that's um, the cocktail in a can you were talking about um, some time ago. But, yeah, I, I'd much rather champagne than tea. But I, I just think, like, the crustless sandwich is, like, the worst part of a great sandwich. And the best part of a good sandwich is great bread. Give me a sourdough bread um, yeah. with, like, a meaty filling. That's that's what I'm up to. Now, this – okay, so this we got a uh, – this is some kind of Negroni, pre-packed yeah. Negroni. In a can? Here. yeah. Because uh, uh, you were talking there. about okay, so. so I have not seen this one. Okay. Um, this now, <laughs> some some reviewers some reviewers like this. My brother's absolute favorite. Hey, your sister posted. <laughs> um, don't waste your money. Okay. <laughs> Buy ingredients Whatever. and do this yourself, but you. You're buying it to take out somewhere, surely. You're not buying this rather yeah, you're than not, making yeah, I'm not. It's just because I don't want to go to, you know, the tailgate and make and bring my vermouth and gin and fucking, you know, Campari or whatever it is I got to bring or whatever. Um, <laughs> my, yeah, just bypass that. My, my favorite headline, though, is I can't believe it comes in a can. Like, spam comes in a can. Anything can come in a can. I don't think I'm, see, it's summer here, and I'm I'm trying to find someone in the bars here who will make a spaghetti for me. Do we talk about this? I think we week? spoke about it off air. Yeah, we got to get someone making spaghetti out here in Vegas. We need someone making the Miller High Life, one shot of Aperol, and a squeeze of lemon. That's that's the drink of the summer. So if you're in Vegas or you or whatever, get out here and do that. Otherwise, I will have to do it myself. <laughs> Oh my God! I don't have time for that. It's crazy. Well, Tony, you know all this talk about Lagunitas and their hard tea and stuff made me made me kind of nostalgic, actually, thinking about Lagunitas and thinking about all of the crazy products they've made over the years. They're sort of stylistically, uh, uncategorically relevant beers. <laughs> Um, the weird stuff they make and sometimes the stuff they make that is super fire and sometimes the stuff they make that is kind of ass. Um, for example, this year I had some Waldo's special and it was absolutely off the charts good and it made you drunk, <laughs> uh, which was cool. Um, but then sometimes you have something like their, their Wilco Tango Foxtrot beer and his total ass. And all the while they have funny names and stuff that make you happy. So Tony, I made a little game today. 
Uh, today's game is a little take on a classic of ours called This or That. Okay, I have to find the drop for that because you've just got the game in the show notes or game in the show notes. Very helpful. Plink, plunk, plink, plunk, 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 this or that. They're the same drops. Why don't you just put like stickers on there or something? I have three pages of drops for this show and they're all on different pages. So I have to find the correct page. All right, all right, all right. I should have a page well, just for games and a, just for yeah, Discord. That would be the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. But they've just gone in as they've gone in. They're all on spread out over four pages. So today's beers, Tony, uh, today's that, this or that, these beers are either from Lagunitas or they're from Griffinitas. What is Griffinitas? Uh, your, uh, it's a new brewery uh, recently created by a dog. Um Lagunitas is just sponsored by a dog. Griffinitas was made by a dog. I believe it's a dog called the Belgian uh, Grifton, or whatever you said it was. And uh, that is cool. But he made up some of these beers, and some of them were made up by the man Tony McGee himself. Um, okay. Sn- smoking on a uh, on his bong or on his joint. I don't know anything about weed. He was he was passing the duchy on the left hand <laughs> side, I believe, when he came up with some of these names. It's crazy, dude. Um, so you're gonna have to find out if some of these are made by Lagunitas or Griffinitas. Uh, Griff was not doing that; he was just being a dog. He was sitting quietly and barking, maybe once in a while. So let's start with the first one, Tony. This one is called a little something. Stupid. Stupid is spelled with two O's. Uh, maybe in the, in the style of, uh, I believe, the Hop Stupid beer. If you're familiar with that one from many no, years ago. I'm not. This is this is called A Little Something Stupid. Uh, this is, I, I'll give you a style and an ABV. This one is a double hoppy pale wheat ale. And okay. uh, this is the, it's the Lagunitas style. It's not a real style. Yeah. Double yep. hoppy pale wheat ale. This is nine point five percent, Tony. Ooh, so catch up. So a little something stupid. So we got a little something something out there. We know that. Yep. We got hop stupid is floating around the Lagunitas ether. Looks like they did a little mashup here. So what do you got? Is this from Lagunitas or is this from Griffinitas? Griffinitas. This is a Griffinitas special. All right, Tony says this is from Griffinitas, and Tony. You are correct. That one is a Griffinitas, uh, magic Griffinitas uh, right there. So you're one for one. Next up I got for you. This one is called, uh, this one is called the Born Yesterday Pills. This is a fresh hop Italian style Pilsner. 5.8% on this one, the Born Yesterday Pills. So Born Yesterday, presuming that is a fresh hop reference. You know, obviously pills, they make Lagunitas pills. That's a classic. Lagunitas pills I was looking at crazy day is 6% alcohol. (laughs) Well, this is why I think this beer is real. Now, you've done your research and you were looking at it and it came in at 6%. But, like, everything else, that that has some Griffinitas tendencies. But I actually think this is a Lagunitas beer based on that 5.8%. I think if it had to come in at 6%, I think that's more... Griffinitis thing, but 5.8 Lagunitis. Don't know why. 
Tony, born yesterday pills is from Griffin Edis. Wow. That's a Griffin Edis special. The born yesterday pale is a, <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. beer. They're fresh hop uh, pale ale. They also are making some other born yesterday beers, but pills has not crossed the threshold yet. So that was mean. Moving on. That was that was mean. mean. You're right. They're all these are all pretty mean. Um, next up, this one is called. Uh, this one is called Nighttime Ale. This is a black IPA. It's eight point two percent. Nighttime Ale, black IPA, eight point two percent. Griffin. Is, uh, no, not Griff. This is a Lagunitas. Yeah. Because you got to remember how trendy that style was, um, and I can imagine them holding onto that and trying to iterate off the back of Cascadia Dark Ale or whatever the. Black IPA or whatever that style was called. Um, yeah, Lagunitas, lock it in. He's going Lagunitas on this one. And Tony, you are correct. This is a Lagunitas through and through. They're nighttime ale. Uh, now, it's funny because I'm not so sure this actually hit on the dark, on the black IPA <laughs> trend. I don't Oops. know when this came out. It's You know, things... Things miss me because I like am. Everything feels like it happened a hundred years ago with beer, so I can't really tell. But um, I think this one, I think this one might have might have come in a little little too late for that. Well, that's this what was I'm a take on there. That it- yeah, this was a take on their uh, their um, their daytime pale ale. So actually, let me let me pull uh, this one up for you so I can give you the old description here. Nighttime Lagunitas. There you go. I've actually had this, Tony. Yeah, eight point two percent. Yep. There are two kinds. There is the daytime kind, which is bright and welcoming, and then there is the nighttime kind, which should never be confused with the daytime. Nighttime is dark and deep, and blah blah blah, some other dog shit. But it's a black IPA. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, I don't know. I wish I knew when this came out, but daytime came when- out relatively recently. That was sort of a take on like all day IPA from Founders. Yep. When did you check it in? Mm. That'll that'll tell us something. That'll tell Christmas us a little day, something, something. Christmas Day, twenty fourteen. No, that's that's towards the tail end of the black IPA thing. Yeah, that's fine. A mere a mere uh, a mere few weeks before I would be um, have open heart surgery. That's cool. Um, <laughs> that, that's not cool, but yeah, that did happen. That did happen. That happened, Tony. You released a, the first podcast of our last show while I was in the hospital. I, I hadn't been pretty, told. That's <laughs> no, fine. Blame it on the co-host. Anyways, uh, next up, this one is called Twelfth of Never. It's called Twelfth of Never. It is an American pale ale, 5.5%. Is this Lagunitas or Griffinitas? Twelfth of Never. Twelfth of Never. This sounds like a Lagunitas name. Lagunitas me. Twelfth of Never is Lagunitas. You are correct, sir. You're three for four. This is actually a favorite of mine from Lagunitas, funny enough. I quite enjoyed this beer for, I don't know. I don't know if they still make it. Honestly, I hope they do. Uh, This is a beer, Tony. If you remember, there was a brief sort of... uh, 
infatuation with these five to six percent extra pale ale type beers. Yeah. They were sort of very drinkable, hoppy beers. And this was in that category. Um, they put it in, it was the first beer they put in cans at Lagunitas. It was in a bright purple can. And uh, they, you were able to get it on Southwest Airlines <laughs> also. Um, but you get it anywhere. And it was very tasty. It had that like citrusy, juicy, easy drinking summer pale yep. type uh, experience. A beer that's extremely popular in Australia, that sort of style of thing. So, yeah. Still so, yeah, that was a good one. Has 152,000 check-ins, Tony, on 12th of never. Um, all right, Tony, next up for you. Yes, good sir. This one is called... This one is called Super Mosaic Meteors. That doesn't sound stoned enough. Griffinatus. Super Mosaic Meteors is is from Griffinitas. You're right. I, I sort of was trying to rip off something from, from them. They have a new beer called Super Cluster, um, which has a hop theme, but no, this is not, didn't quite pull it off. Super Mosaic Meteors would have been a 7% IPA. I didn't tell you that, but it didn't matter. <laughs> didn't matter. The name gave it away. Four for five for Tony. Next up you have... This is called Stupid Wit. It's an unfiltered hoppy wit beer, and it's 6.3%. Stupid Wit. Now, you love putting stupid in the name. But I do. The, the overabundance of alcohol thinks Lagunitas. So I'm going to back that hunch in. I'm going to ride that train all the way home. Lagunitas. Tony, you're on a roll. That is a Lagunitas beer. Five for six for Tony. Stupid Wit, 33.4 thousand check-ins. Unfiltered Belgianish Whitley-esque niche brew features a dry twang of hoppy bitterness and is perfect for summertime drinking. Never had it, Tony. Maybe. Sounds delicious when I'm you're good. in the mood for that style of beer. All right, how about this one? Okay. This one's called Doppelweizen. It is a <laughs> Weizen Doppelbach. It's 8.7%. Doppelweizen. I'm sorry, you're not that lazy. I'm going to say that that is, in fact, a Lagunitas um, name. He was obviously going through a shortage of weed at the time. So um, mm. I'm going to go with Lagunitas. That's interesting. You know, they named a beer Pills, right? I No, I didn't, but, like, I get why they named it that. Well, Tony, you're right, because this is a Lagunitas beer. So, Killing six it. seven. Killing it. 15.9 thousand check-ins. This was one of my all-time favorite Lagunitas beers. This beer was so tasty, dude. It was, it's almost 9%. Um <laughs> It's a Doppelbach. I mean, I get it. Yeah, but true. this thing was crazy. It was a um, they beer they in a long. This was they first brewed this in two thousand six. This has one of those long ass descriptions, but it was so good. It was like it was like V and Stefan or Vitus or something. It was so good for a Lagunitas beer. Is wild. I like Lagunitas, but this is crazy. All right, Tony, you're 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 absolutely destroying this game. You're six of seven. 
This one is called Blantonified Imperial Coffee Stout. This is a Blanton's Barrel Aged Imperial Coffee Stout. Nobody loves a Blanton Barrel more than you, and you like to <laughs> note it. So I'm going to say this is a Griffinita Spear. All right, fine, it is. <laughs> they should make it, though. <laughs> they should make this one. They could make it. They you could. Can, they, they could get it. They're Lagunitas. They could get Blanton's Barrels. They could. They need to come up with a better name, though. Blantonified. That was pretty good. Uh, this one's called Lagunitas Really, Really Sucks. Oh, is this and the this Imperial is an, version of Lagunitas? This is an tri- Imperial Triple IPA, 11%. I could see them doing this for a beer festival and then it going on their tap roster. Yeah, Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Lagunitas really, really sucks. Yep. Well, I got one more off you, Tony, because this <sighs> one's mine. I made up Lagunitas really, really sucks. They've just stuck with one sucks so far, um, Give it which time. is a good beer, by the way. The Lagunitas really sucks good beer. beer is yep. Really tasty. Last one, Tony. The final one. This one is called Ant Sally. Ant Sally is a dry hopped sour. I could imagine them having some art sallies in their sort of circles. You know, they're big big Trump supporters, big sourpusses. I think this is a Lagunitas beer. All right, Tony. You got it. You were 8 for 10. Really... You only Big got me on one beer. From last week, yeah. Because <laughs> you just Big changed comeback. styles on a beer. That's right. Um, this one is, uh, it's Aunt Sally Uniquely Dry Hop Sweet Tart Sour Mash Ale. We soured the wort on the hot side with lactobacillus and brewed up this smooth and hoppy sour. Taste of a big bowl of old, bowl of fruity candy or some chewable flavored vitamins. But what's the difference? It's sweet, tart, and sassy, just like the tasty cherry pie that your favorite aunt makes. Sort of horny. Really horny there. <laughs> um, interesting. Okay. Well, that's Lagunitas or Griffinitas. Griffinitas probably still has some work to do, but we all know how you start a brewery. You come up with the names, and you figure the rest out. Yep. I'm, I'm guessing okay. that could uh, suffer from some um, trademark issues. And there could nah. be some confusion in the marketplace. What if, <laughs> but it's actually it's actually me and Johnny Unitas are opening it. It's called Griff Unitas. Now that's that's actually got some legs. But <laughs> if you want to um, send us an email, give us some brewery names, especially surrounding Griff. I would you love can, that. Yeah, you can do that at beerengineshow at gmail dot com, or you uh-huh. can send us a direct message on Instagram at beerengine pod um but if you think this show was so delightful that we need to get paid just like lauren bow but might have done by ted cruz allegedly well, hopefully i won't um, be doing that work it is <laughs> come on for our fans you would service if them. somebody okay all right <laughs> tony's <laughs> suggesting we start a fuck a fan contest and absolutely you know what? <laughs> i guess we could think about it <laughs> All right. We get a big enough donation. We're in. And you can send that donation for the, for, what did you call it? The fuckathon? 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. At right. ko-fi.com forward slash B E E R E N G I N E P O D C A S T. That's ko-fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast. POD, my favorite band. Remember them from. I do, I do remember P.O.D., but I used to ride that. No, 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 no. It would have been later? like 2000, 2001, 2002. Okay. In the era of what, uh, what is. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. In... <laughs> yeah. But butt, butt Rock, I think, is what. Was are they Butt Rock or are they New Metal? I think that's the same. I think that's pretty close, my friend. Your butt, butt rock and new metal have a lot of crossover. Boy, those puddle bands. Of mud, puddle of mud. Those bands age so well. Puddle mm. of mud, corn, of course, limp biscuit, <laughs> POD. Weirdly, weirdly unfair to put corn in the same group as puddle of puddle of mud. Really, POD. you have some rose colored glasses on corn. Look, don't get me wrong. Like corn were the biggest thing ever, but like. Outside of that, heard, era, they've done nothing. They are like a has-been band. They are. I um, have. Um, I, I did hear they have a new album out. That's not horrible, but I'm not gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna listen to the new corn. <laughs> no, you're a grown-ass man who's not an embarrassment. Um, well, at least people publicly. Still, do you know the type of things people my age do here in the states? That is not. I mean, they're. Whatever they're not, they're not <laughs> listening to a corn album is pretty low on the list of embarrassment of infantilism or something. You know, I don't know, if, I don't know if that's really that bad. You know but who whatever. would be into the new corn album? Bobes. Well, yeah, <laughs> Brian Malika. <laughs> I can imagine him being a new metal dude back in the day with his red Yankees cap. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah, he's got his Yankees cap turned backwards. He loves. He loves Limp Biscuit. That's cool. Who were you going to say? Well, I was actually going to say Lauren Bobert's husband. I could imagine him being a new big new metal fan, Jason Bobert. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. That's cool. All right, Tony. I Man, think we can wrap so it big. up. Oh. We can just go on forever about our favorite, you know, favorite stained, you know, or whatever, disturbed <laughs> all of our faves from. Now, driving driving in a in a niece in a like a Honda Accord hatchback with a buddy of mine to school in the ice cold in two thousand two car reeking of cigarette smoke, listening to like the same POD album fifty times in a row. Now, question to you, being somebody that grew up in the Chicago area, um, because they've got a Chicago name, do Lincoln Park fall into that category of? a band or were they just before sort of that, that new metal era? No, they're, they're in there. They're, they're in there. It's the same time. Yep. Although I would say, uh, people have very positive memories of Lincoln park because what that guy died. Didn't he? <laughs> I, I always, cause this was, this was my view and I, I know that's sort of the popular opinion, but they, they're just another one of those shitty two album hit bands. Yep, Lincoln park. Limp Biscuit, Ev- Evanescence was one that everybody was like horny for for a long time. Uh, She's super churchy, I, mean, I think. Yeah, System of a Down for some reason. I still have like positive feelings about yeah, Surge Tanky and everybody. 
Because they were such weirdos. It was like that was like new metal, but with polka music fused into it. Yeah. Know. Plus, they did the, they did the song from Godzilla King of the Monsters, and it was really bad. <laughs> and the song is very because they, they they just played the Godzilla, um, the Blue Oyster Cult Godzilla. And oh. it's just very funny because I think it was, it was, oh, it was Surge Tanky. It wasn't System of a Down. It was like Surge Tanky and, and um, one of those other guys, a different guy from a different thing, but whatever. Yeah. Anyways, that's your bonus episode <laughs> for the, for the day, guys. Um, I think there is a podcast. If you guys are interested, I don't know the guys who do it, but they do a, they do a podcast about, they review old butt metal or butt new, new metal, butt rock albums. It actually is called the POD cast. Um, and it's by a guy named, um, Mur- his Twitter handle is murder Brian and he's very funny. Um, but if you want to listen to that, if you want to learn more about new metal, check out the POD cast. Very good. All right, guys, we will talk to you next week. So long. Finally. Adios, my friends. <laughs>